We're in the season of Lent, and for many of you, you may be thinking, well, that's more of a ritualistic kind of uh, season, something that I don't participate in because it's more for high church people. We're going to talk about that this morning because it is so much more. And we're going to find out about it this morning with Aaron Damiani, who has written the book, The Good of Giving Up, Discovering the Freedom of Lent. And good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Deb. Great to be with you guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So let's start off right there, Aaron. So let's talk about what exactly Lent is and why should all Christians practice it? Yeah, Lent is a 40-day you know, spiritual journey uh, where we become like Jesus and we grow closer to Him. And it really is a season where we're getting ready for Easter. We're, we're preparing our souls. We're making room in our lives and habits and souls for the celebration of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead and is including us in his eternal life right now. So um, this is a, a season that all Christians are invited to participate in, whether it's you know something that your tradition uh, is normally associated with or not, uh, simply because it's about Jesus. It's not about any particular tradition or denomination. Aaron, have you noticed a greater interest in observing Lent among the younger generations? You know, we have a lot of millennials and Gen Z in our church, and I find that a lot of them are ready to participate with every part of their life and kind of jump in to uh, something that's going to connect them with the history of the church, not for the sake of history or not for the sake of ritual, but uh, simply because life is, in many cases, unrooted, and people are always checking in Mm -hmm. and checking out of friendships and jobs and cities. Mm -hmm. And there's this longing for for roots. There's a longing for connection. And I think there's that longing for for spiritual moorings. And Lent um, is sort of an entrance into that and the challenge of 40 days. It's, you know, it's eminently doable, uh, but it's also something that's going to involve your whole life, and it's going to repeat every year. So it's going to have that sense of of continuity, rootedness, and ultimately, you know, connection with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Aaron, are there some disciplines that all Christians should find relevant when you're talking about Lent that they can uh, practice? There are, and, you know, there's exceptions that can be made, undoubtedly, and and no hard and fast rule, but the, the three traditional disciplines are prayer, fasting and almsgiving, which is just a quaint word for giving your money to the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, what what these three disciplines do is they act like a three-stranded cord. You weave them together, and they really do tie you in a gentle way to the person of Jesus. And what I found is that when you combine them together over a period of time, like a 40, 40 days, not including Sundays, there's a, there's a level of transformation available from from something like that that just it it makes room for grace for the grace of God to enter our life and uh, meet us in our weaknesses i think sometimes it you know for instance like when we're when we're fasting it exposes some of the weaknesses that we've become good at hiding hmm. and what that does is just it makes room in a beautiful way for god's grace to come in and for us to confess how much we need it mm-hmm. yeah. thinking of that is there room for Lent in community as far as doing Lent in community? We think of it as such an individualistic type practice, yeah. but can we do that together as a family or church? Yeah, it's interesting. Yesterday, someone at church mentioned the, a phrase I had not heard before, Lent buddies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to put it. But I think 
Lent is a, is a great time for community. And a big part of that is because, you know, we're not meant to be alone. We're certainly designed for intentional times of solitude with the Lord. And we certainly have our own individual names and stories, but we're also part of families, you know, biological families, spiritual families. And the Lord designed us to draw strength from one another. Of that phrase from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he says, the word of Christ in my brother is often stronger than the word of Christ in my own heart, and I mm. need to hear it from him. I need to hear it from her mm. um, to strengthen me when I'm weak. And and so I think, um, you know, that sharing what Christ's invitation is to you with your spiritual friend, with your pastor, with your small group, it really does strengthen that sense. That this isn't just one more bit of pressure on me to perform. This is actually all of us together journeying to the heart of Christ, and we're, we're not alone in this. Yeah. Aaron, getting back to one of the things we talked about just a second ago, and that is talking about some of the different ways we can uh, practice Lent, like fasting or prayer or giving to the poor. Do you have some examples of how you've seen other people that have maybe taken this in a more modern approach uh, during Lent? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Every The, the, the light of the season passes differently through through each person's life, kind of like stained glass. It's always it's always really interesting to see what what happens in people's souls. Like, I mean, even starting uh, with with my own life, um, each year um, I find that if if I'm laying aside some of the things that I associate with feasting, mm-hmm. like desserts, like alcohol, like uh, meals once a week. There's more money, honestly, to give away to the persecuted church. Mm. It just completely reframes some of the entitlement that can accumulate without even knowing it, of like, hey, I I deserve to have that piece of chocolate cake. Uh, I deserve to have that steak. And and go, actually, Christians in North Korea right now are are suffering greatly, Mm. but the Lord is with them, and it's my opportunity to, to think a little bit less about my stomach and my cravings and a little bit more about my brothers and sisters who are seeking to be faithful to Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting as well, other people in the Church say that they feel more free, you know, that there's more freedom, there, there's more mastery not only over their appetites, but also there's more freedom to give their money away, um, and there's just more joy in, in Christ. I, mm-hmm. The one constant thing I hear that surprises me is, I'm looking forward to Lent. People tell me that. It's interesting because of the disciplines become not about the disciplines themselves, but about the freedom on the other end of them. Yeah. Mm, I really like that because it's, we tend to think sometimes about Lent as a kind of giving up, but really you're just making space for something better in your life, yeah. making that space so that, you know, you can fill it up with good things yes. and grow closer yeah. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's so well said, Deb. It's, it it really is more about the vision than it is about the way to get to that vision. So it starts more with Christ's invitation to us of what he wants to do in our souls. And then the the disciplines become more about, you know, the way we enter into that vision. If we take these disciplines and go, I'm just going to do these, or I'm going to give something up, if we start there, we'll run out of motivation pretty quickly. And there's that temptation also to become self-righteous, like, oh, I fasted this, you know, today. Um, I must mm. be an exceptional Christian. Yeah. So starting with vision, starting with what's Christ's invitation to become like him, 
is a much more life-giving kind of starting point, I think, for, for Lent. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Aaron, there's also uh, great benefits as well as doing Lent physically, emotionally, and spiritually, don't you think? Absolutely. There really is. There's that sense of, of, of renewal that comes from surrender. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that it helped me was it, it got me out of the head game of the gospel, of um, the idea that, that Christ's life was in me and um, that He has forgiven my sins and is calling me to, to new life in the Holy Spirit. I think that was, uh, in some ways, the challenge of entering into this this forty day you know journey to Easter. What it did was it, it connected my head and my heart, mm. and it actually did that not just for me but for others around me. I remember one year, the first year I, I tried it, it was a pretty you know weak sauce attempt. Um, I started very, I very much dipped my toe in the water the mm. first year I practiced Lent, but I, I can tell you that one of the benefits that I saw was that the Lord really had to deal with some of my cynicism, which had, which had been cropping up over the years and mm-hmm. was starting to, um, you know, increase with graduate school. And he really wanted to address that area of my life that was not right with him. And I've never celebrated Easter Sunday with more joy up to that point than I did that year. So when I think about benefits, I really, I think about that Easter, that when we're stepping into Easter Sunday, but, you know, just more primed to enter into the life of Christ. Yeah. That's Aaron Damiani. He is the lead pastor of Emmanuel Anglican Church in Chicago and also the author of the great book, The Good of Giving Up, Discovering the Freedom of Lent. It's a Moody Publishers book, and we hope that you'll enjoy, pick that up and enjoy that. Thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us this morning. Thanks, Ken and Deb. Great to talk with you.